Welcome to the Healthy Insider Podcast, where we help supplement and functional food brands create better products. Today's host is Steve Myers, Editor-in-Chief. With us today is Jared Lamantia. He's the Chief Marketing Officer of Five Star Nutrition. Thanks for joining us, Jared. Yeah, thanks for having me, Steve. Now, retailing and sports nutrition has been quite an interesting area, and there's been a lot going on. Obviously, we have um, Amazon, um, bodybuilding.com's influence has changed. Uh, There are some smaller sports nutrition-focused retail outlets, and when I saw the news come across that Five Star partnered up with News Store, I thought, we really have to uh, catch up with you guys and see what's going on there. Um, how's, how's the mood there, uh, with the, uh, with the new development and partnership? Yeah. I mean, it's, it's really early in stages. Uh, you know, we're really in, uh, I'd say we're beyond the preliminary discovery and now we're really into the road mapping and the planning of how we onboard, you know, our 50, 55 plus locations, as well as try to transition into this, you know, more of an omni-channel retail, uh, experience. I think it's important to uh, refresh our readers and many might not have heard of Five Star depending on what segment of the industry they're in. You have, you mentioned 50 some locations throughout 20 states. So I think as far west as Texas and Colorado yes. through a good part of the Midwest, the deep south and, and up the east coast to say Massachusetts. So you cover quite a bit of territory. When I look at um, Five Star, I think of sports nutrition, fitness, um, that kind of active wellness. Is that really where you play or do you, do you have customers that even outside of those areas? Yeah, I would say we have customers that are, it's, it's a broad stretching audience. I would say predominantly, you know, our core audiences, your, your, your gym junkie is really kind of the way we look at it. But it's everybody from, you know, the beginning of their fitness journey to, uh, people who really have a, a core understanding, but then beyond that, to you know, seasoned physique competitors and everything. You know, we really try to look at the audience that's coming in the store as you know, serving them and what is it that they that they truly need. Because you know, in in, in this industry in sports nutrition, these products are able to solve a lot of problems for a lot of different people in a lot of different ways, uh, and that's really what help separate our retail and our experience, I think, from some of the competitors. Can you walk us back to when Five Star started thinking that they needed um, a, a new direction and, and they started looking at cloud retail solutions like mm-hmm. on this on the channel? Um, and why, what were the triggers there for? Yeah, um, yeah, so, you know, I can, kind of walk you how I came on board. So funny enough, I came from bodybuilding.com as of the VP GM. And I came here really to help Five Star and develop their e-commerce platform. Uh, They were really truly a retail focused company. Uh, They really focused heavily on the experience that you would get when you would come in the store. So I came on board and helped build out the the e-commerce side of the platform. But what we established over about a year, a year and a half of that is we were starting to find some silos and we were starting to find that the retail POS experience, the e-commerce POS experience weren't as connected. And and coming from a a strong background and customer experience, customer journey, we really wanted to find a way to mitigate as much of that as we possibly could. Uh, The current infrastructure with our 
pre-existing POS really didn't allow us to create that single omni-channel voice for a customer. And so that's when we really decided that we needed to get into discovery mode and find out what was out there, what was going to integrate really well with us. Um, and that's where the discovery kicked off. And I'm curious to learn a little bit more about what's involved in this transition. You mentioned earlier that you, you know, you've kind of toward the end of the discovery phase. Um, you, we talked to Rick from the store, Rick Berger, the other day and, and got a sense of, you know, he mentioned you can control things with just an iPhone mm -hmm. and you put it in really simple terms, like there was a simplicity, but I have to imagine that there's still like a, some kind of training and transition where are you in that process and what do you expect for how long that might take? Yeah, I mean, it, it, it's going to be, to your point, it's going to be a process. It, it's going to take some time to um, build out the infrastructure first, you know, internally, ensure that our data is talking to each other, um, both from, you know, our, our POS to our commerce platform to our inventory management. So there's a lot of the, the technical work right now that's being done, a lot of that discovery and, and even... Uh, kickoff calls to the point where work is actually being accomplished. But the, the phase after that will become the actual execution, the actual training. And it will be rolled out really company-wide. Um, it won't be phased in as you know, a singular store. It will be tested and betaed in, um, I think, one to, one to two stores. Probably as we open new retail locations, was our initial plan is they would roll out specifically with new store uh, instead of being on our old POS and then migrating over. So when you look at it from a roadmap, it's really core functionality of new store, all the things you talked about, the iPhone, ability to really you know, interact with the customer, walk them through everything, seamless checkout. And then it'll be the addition of all of the omni-channel things, you know, buy online, pick up in store, um, you know, ship from store, all of the things that you expect, uh, a customer expects now out of a retailer. And so when you get to that execution phase and you have your stores all on board, what will the major impacts be on the customer, on your customers? What will they experience? Like how, how will they feel and see those changes? I think one thing, yeah, a couple of things stand out. Um, you know, coming from a pretty broken experience right now and, and broken just being the fact that they're two separate systems. Um, you know, not, they work great individually, but as a, as a singular customer voice, you know, it, it is a little disjointed. So I think just a singular communication stream is obviously the, the first thing that comes to mind is that ability for a customer to, you know, log into an online portal, see all of their transactions, whether those transactions are happening in store or online. The ability to return products that are purchased from one store to another or from e-commerce into a store. Um, again, we look at everything from friction. Where does friction be created for a customer or can be created for a customer? And how do we reduce that? So from an existing customer coming in, um, I think on the front end, they really wouldn't experience much of a difference. I think what they would see on the back end is much more streamlined communication, much more streamlined experience for you know, potentially any issues they have, um, the ability to get products auto-delivered to their house or auto-delivered to the store, depending on their preference. Um, you know, a lot of the, you know, like I said, the BOPIS, the buy online pickup in store for, for the commerce side of the company. Um, a lot of those are net new to new customers. Um, but for, for there's, there's 
really the two ways. There's the net new customer coming in, which, you know, new customer acquisition is obviously extremely important, but so is that retention side and, and keeping that, that communication stream with those customers as live and real time as possible. Yeah, and you mentioned buy online and pick up in store and that, that kind of leads me into thinking about the pandemic and, and everything we went through and, and how that type of situation um, escalated. Mm-hmm. Uh, is, was that sort of a, not a pleasant surprise, but did that sort of reinforce the direction where you're going? And do you feel like now should things like that happen, you're well set up to, to even perform better during a period like that? Yeah, I would say that that specifically buy online, pick up in store was top of mind at the beginning of, of last year prior to the pandemic. We, we had already been heavily discussing it and we knew that it was emerging. Um, obviously, the pandemic you know, really set that in motion and really increased the demand for it, um, which really caused us to go from this idea of we need a new system to we're going to find the next, you know, five-star nutrition 2.0 was really how we kind of internally started to reference it. And now because, because we just talked about it, I'm always curious, no matter who I have um, on a video to learn about how, um, how you adapted, what you faced during the pandemic Mm -hmm. as a retail chain and how you adapted. Yeah. You know, so, you know, we remained open, we were essential, you know, in, in all the locations, you know, we were providing, you know, obviously your traditional sports nutrition products. So, you know, that was obviously a blessing for us to be able to stay open and help people who, you know, were still looking for those type of products and we're still trying to find, you know, the immunity and things like that, as well as traditional sports nutrition, you know, so, you know, the big pivots came from a retail side on just the experience. You know, if you've ever walked into a five-star nutrition, it's very experiential. You, we have, we have in-body machines in all of our stores. So you're able to come in and get a free in-body scan. Uh, we did, you know, sampling, you know, we're very hands-on, you know, you walk in, you're, you, we shake your hand, we get you to know you, we get your first name. All of those things had to go away. Um, and so that was a big cut to the experience side of what we were used to doing in retail. Uh, from the commerce side of it, it was more of an acceleration. It was faster adaption, adoption, excuse me, from, you know, pre-existing customers were willing to jump into the commerce side where I think you know, they had been a little more hesitant. And I think only because of the relationships and how strong they were inside of the retail locations. And now how will you measure, there's, like you said, there's a journey, this is a process. Um, how will you measure after, after you're fully on board, how will you measure the success of this new direction mm-hmm. and how do you expect it? In other words, how do you expect it to really impact the business? Some of the highlights. Yeah, I think, um, you know, the number one thing that stands out to me is obviously what our retention rates become for these, for the customers. Um, We're actually doing a massive project right now with our business intelligence team to really dive into a lot of the baselines. Um, Historically, we, we hadn't been set up in a way where we were able to get a lot of our robust data and actually understand the, the key metrics that we needed to. And as we're unveiling those key metrics, it, we're actually really set up to, to truly measure the success because we'll, we'll have the ability to look at all those things that you want to measure, the lifetime value of your customer, the retention rates of your customer, uh, your percentage of one and dones, which anyone who's familiar with retail sports nutrition will tell you it's normally relatively high because people are, are really just trying to discover what sports nutrition can do in their fitness journey. Um, 
as well as a lot of people start a fitness journey and struggle with a direction on that fitness journey. Uh, so I think, you know, we're set up with some really key metrics. I would be lying if I said they were clearly defined yet, just because as we're doing this initial discovery with all of our pre-existing data, it's really going to set us up for what the KPIs are that we want to go after. But knowing what I know about the industry, it's always going to be a reduction in your percentage of one and dones and an increase in your retention rate. And talking with Rick at News Store, he, he mentioned that Five Star is their first venture into uh, not just supplements, obviously into sports nutrition. Mm -hmm. And so you guys are pioneers in a way. Do you, yeah. do you feel like that? And, and, uh, and you think that um, this will be something that um, will change sports nutrition retail? I believe so. Um, you know, we, we, all, we all have a grand vision for the next evolution of what Five Star looks like beyond just the new store implementation and the new omni-channel experience that we're looking for. You know, we really do pride ourselves on you know, creating a true experience for the customer when they come in the store and trying to create that one-on-one -on -one relationship to the, you know, the best of our ability and the best of a retailer's ability. So I think, you know, yes, I think in, in many ways, we're trying to set new standards for what sports nutrition retail will look like in the future. Well, that's great. I appreciate your joining us today. And it's been pretty enlightening. And you have quite a journey ahead. Do you have any idea? Um, do you have any idea how, the time frame on when, when you'll have full implementation? Uh, we're, we're looking at probably a summer release, um, you know, mid-summer release with probably the, the, the first phase and then um, evolving that in each of a lot of the elements that we were talking about, you know, the, the buy online, pick up and store, the auto delivery and kind of phasing all that out. So I'm very optimistic that by the beginning of next year, we should be fully rolled out with all of the features, uh, everything that we really believe helps create a, a true strong omni-channel retailer. Well, that's great. We'll, we'll keep an eye out for all those developments. Thanks again for joining us and thanks everyone for tuning in. Thanks, Steve. Thank you for listening to a Healthy Insider Podcast. We are continually looking to improve your podcast experience and want to hear from you, the industry listener. Please take a moment to take our quick survey and provide your feedback at naturalproductsinsider.com slash podcast survey.